Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we interview Celeste Moore, who is a personal image and dating consultant for both men and women. We talk a lot about the modern challenges of dating, about really clarifying what you want before you get out into the dating world. But then we also take a nice little dive into how do you date your partner? You know, a lot of times we become kind of stagnant in our relationship. So it's a great episode both if you're checking out the dating world or if you just want to date your partner. Stay tuned. Do you want to feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home. And it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together. Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships. Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program, and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship. Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we are excited this week to have a guest on. Her name is Celeste Moore. She is a personal image and dating consultant for men. She has a really compelling podcast, uh, the Down and Dirty Podcast. And she's going to bring in some expertise about a couple of things that we think are really interesting. One is just like, what's it like to be out there in the dating scene or to reemerge into the dating scene? And then we're gonna kind of circle back at the end and talk about how do you continue to date your partner, which is a really interesting idea as well. So, so welcome, Celeste, to Relationship Renovation Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on your today's show. And I hope everybody gets to learn something, some juicy bits for their relationship. So could you maybe first tell us a little bit about yourself, about, you know, sort of where you came from and, and how you ended up doing what you're doing right now? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. I guess I'll just start at the kind of the beginning uh, after I graduated with my bachelor's. I planned on going to law school and that was kind of my shtick for a while. And then kind of was like, you know what, this is not for me. And I'm a really creative person. And so I actually, my mom was like, why don't you start charging people for image consulting? And I was like, people get paid for that? <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked into it and I got certified because it's something that I'm just, that I absolutely love to do. I love to shop. I like to dress people. I like to make them feel amazing about themselves. I just like to see what their face looks like after they look at themselves in the mirror and they're just like, ah, damn, I look hot, you know? <laughs> so I furthered that and I worked with just professionals for a while. And then I kept getting asked to focus on people that are in the dating world. And the reason being because before my image consultant, I was certified as a matchmaker. And I really didn't do much with that, but I had gone through the schooling and the process. And so everybody that was in the image business was like, oh, you should do this because it's such a necessity. It's such a need for people who are dating to, you know, elevate their authentic being and really showcase who they are. And so I rebranded and now I focus on coaching and then image. There's so many singles in Tucson that would so love your services right now. <laughs> so how long have you been doing it now? Like how long have you been coaching, consulting around people, like helping them out in the dating scene? 
So I want to say 16 years I've been an image consultant. Wow. Coaching is fairly new. It's been a couple years. You know, I did it without getting certified because it was just very natural to me. I'm just very good with people, listening, kind of seeing what they need if they're open. <laughs> That's the key there. And, you know, it's something that I just, I absolutely love what I do and you know, I'm just so passionate about it. And I know that that's not the end all be all with like a healthy relationship, but it is the first thing that we noticed. First impressions are lasting impressions. And within three seconds, we can tell a story about someone that we see. It's crazy how our brains work and process. And as much as we don't want to judge, if you will, sure. just naturally, there's a message that's coming through. So I know that your population is probably diverse because you work with couples and you work with individuals, but what is like a typical first client reach out? Like, where do you start at? Yeah. So really I am, we have a, you know, a call to see if we're a good fit. If this is somebody that's really wanting my help, like I said, I've had those cases and I'm just like, okay, we're both, we're, I'm trying to give you information and you're just not receiving it. So, and then it's really about finding out what their goals are. And I really take like three months to really do the whole transformation. But there are clients that I have that are just like, okay, just do the image part. Let's just do color analysis, figure out what's, you know, the best wardrobe is for my body and style, and then, you know, go shopping for me. So I do that, but it's not my favorite. And I'll tell you why. Because I feel like if a guy comes to me and he's like, you know, Celeste, I'm really not getting the girl that I want in the dating world. You know, I keep having the same results or something like, you know, I keep attracting the same woman, but it's not who I want to attract. Right. So getting to that like nitty gritty, right? Really figuring out what it is, why he's having the same results. It's not just what he's wearing. It's not just how he's, his mannerisms. It could be what he's saying on the dates. Absolutely. It could be a number of things. And it's usually not just one thing. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to understand the vision of the intimate relationship that they do want, but how this block somehow keeps, you know, getting them into the relationships that feel like repeat, even though maybe at first it feels different, it ends up feeling the same and it's not what they want ultimately. Correct. Yeah. Are, are most people, are they, by the time they come to you, are they looking for like, hey, I'm looking for a serious relationship, I'm looking for a partner, or is it more like they're just looking to consistently, you know, succeed or, or, or have more positive experiences while they're dating? I find a little bit of both. I had a guy who came to me and said, you know, I'm just taking, I'm just going on any date with any person. And I was like, well, do you want to find your person? And he was like, well, yeah. And I said, well, you're going about it all wrong because you're going into it just like I'll take whatever and whoever, and you're not going in with clear, concise, values and beliefs and life goals and the things that really are important to you. But if you want to get serious and date, then you can call me. But, yeah. you know, I get a little bit of both. I get some people that just really want to date the right person, whether it's, it doesn't have to be her, you know, that first date, but start dating the right people. And then I do have someone that's like, you know what, I'm just tired of dating yeah. this person or this person, I want to find my person. So let's like, how can we do that? Yeah. You know, one of the things you talk about 
when I was going through your website is like sort of the unique challenges right now in dating. And obviously we've just come out of like a pretty crazy time societally with COVID and just sort of like divisiveness and all of that. Mm -hmm. What are you noticing are the things right now in dating that are tough? Yeah. Well, you said an important piece right there. It's COVID, right? Coming out of that, a lot of people just started online dating, having like Zoom dates and okay, we're over that, if you will. Most people, most people are all ready to jump back into society. And so I find that a lot of people still are introverted a little bit. They're still not understanding or feeling comfortable when they meet someone face-to-face. So the faster that you can get over those challenges, obviously, are better, right? So that's one of them. I think that it's been a long history of really who has taught us how to really date. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our parents don't really say like, you should do X, Y, Z. And especially if you haven't dated in 20 years, let's just put 20 years out there, right? You've, you got divorced, you've been divorced for a few years. And now this online dating whole, like, what, what is this? What? Yeah. You know, who's a catfish? <laughs> you know, are people are just lying all over the apps and absolutely, you know, how to decipher right? How to figure out and navigate that is, is kind of tough. So if you don't have someone to help you, coach you, I mean, look, people get lucky, right? And they meet someone for a second time. Most people are just scrolling and scrolling oh, like a kid in a candy store. There's so many options too that they're not focusing on. Oh, let's focus on the top three best ones for me. Well then, and I think they also probably have like some negative experiences early on. So that just kind of brings them to this like powerlessness place. Like I just, that was awful. I don't even want to try this again. And they kind of just, you know, resign. Uh, Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think what is happening too is people are just starting to date. They don't really get, and they say this because it's so important, Finding out what you want in your relationship, who you are and what you want, those key pieces are so paramount to successful dating. And if you don't know those before you start to date, then yeah, you're going to have a lot more bad experiences because you're not, you're like, oh, well, I really don't want that. But I knew that, but I just didn't really want to listen to what I really want. That's interesting because, you know, we deal with our program with couples who are coming in and, you know, in, in some level of strife and maybe on the edge of divorce. And we're doing almost the very same thing. Like one of the first exercises we do with them is like, what do you guys want in a relationship? What are the six words that describe the relationship you have? And so like dating people don't know, then they end up together and then they end up five years later married and still not knowing what the heck they want in a relationship. Right. It's so key because you can't just date someone anymore on solely on looks. Looks matter. I get it. Like it is very important. You have to have chemistry, but chemistry is just not from looks. But I guess what I mean is you're not 20 anymore. And so it's not just like, oh, she's hot or he's hot or whatever. Let's just like hook up. Let's take a minute because the people that I coach and it's, you know, 40 to 65 ish, you know, kind of that very midlife point where they've had a relationship at some point. So, okay, let's redefine what it is you want. Let's redefine who you are. And so sometimes that takes time. Like, and 
obviously I'm not a therapist or so that would be someone that they would come to you and maybe do some really heavy work or, you know, get in there and start really thinking about what it is and who they are. Yeah, that there's such a need right now in our community. I'm actually building this relationship ready program. It's like, just like you were saying, who am I? What are the red flags? What are the green flags? Where's my attachment background? How can I really understand who I am to be ready for the relationship that I want? And another big thing is where do I want to go? We know what we don't want and we focus on what we don't want, but you, it sounds like you really help people clarify where do I want to go instead of getting hung up in that fear of like, but I don't want that. And I don't want that. We deal with that with couples all the time. We're like, what do you want for your relationship? We know what you don't want. You're here. Yeah. And they don't know a lot of times yeah, because they haven't asked the right questions. Maybe they haven't had those asked to them. And so it kind of gets them thinking, but you know, I, I really focus, I know it's not the end all be all, but it's the foundation is life goals, you know, values and beliefs. I really, really feel that that if you have those similar to your partner, you'll have a successful relationship. doesn't mean you have to have the same hobbies or even the same friends. I mean, one friend would help, but you know, it doesn't have to be like, we do everything together right? and that's a successful relationship. So do you, do you help individuals not only clarify like what it is that they want, right? But then also like, how do you in those first few minutes, hours or, or dates, like, how do you figure out whether that person wants the same things, like without being like intrusive and like too intense, too quick? Right. Yeah. We don't want to interview people. Okay. Listening here. You don't want to interview first date, second date. There's a way to ask open-ended questions that you start asking them a question. For example, I'm just going to use a very basic one, but what are you passionate about in your life right now? You know, that just kind of says, well, are they passionate about something, Mm -hmm. right? And if it's something that possibly interests the other person, you know, what are some of like, it's talking about them in a way that doesn't feel like you said intrusive or interviewing. (laughs) And And the really first date should just be getting to know if you vibe with someone, if you have a feeling of, you know, a banter of ease, do you, do things flow okay? Is he a gentleman, right? Does he have manners? Does she have manners? Does, do things, I, I always say on a first date, you shouldn't go to dinner or coffee or mm. a cocktail. I mean, go do an activity. So even if it's like walking the dog around the park, say you have dogs and that's kind of your thing, or do something where you see if the person's adventurous, if they talk to other people well. I mean, there's all these checklists that you can just do based on an activity that will help have insight whether or not you want to see them a second time. Well, that also feels like it creates less pressure from sitting across from somebody like, what do we do? Yes. Do you think like dating apps and all that have like really shifted how we date? Because I'm just thinking back, like Tara and I knew each other. We had been colleagues at work, we became friends, things in life changed, and then we we went out on a date. And and then throughout my dating life, rarely was I like going out with somebody I knew nothing about. You know, I had some connection to them. I had known them on some level. But now there's like so much of this like of connection over media sources that it I mean it seems like it's just like completely 
shifted the dating world because you can date so much more because there's all these resources to help you do it. Right. It's good and bad, right? It's good because there are more options. Also, that's a bad thing too, right? Like I said, it could be just, you just keep scrolling and not really making a decision. Oh, maybe someone will come along better. And then you've got that person or you've got someone that can be malicious or not say who they are. Mm -hmm. So you've got a there's this company that I really highly recommend called Bright Swipe, who they have an app that you can check whether or not they're legit who they are, mm-hmm. if they're married, if like all of these things come up and it's, you know, you're, you're having to be cautious, extra cautious, because you don't know them. Yeah. The only information that you are seeing is something in front of you and you don't know if that's legitimate or not. Yeah. I mean, ideally to to meet someone in real life would be amazing and and have that connection and meet through a friend. The chances are just a lot slimmer. Well, and it's just so much more accepted now. Like this is what you do. You don't meet someone at a grocery store. (laughs) You go and you do the swipes and you're meeting people that way. That's kind of the new normal. I like though that image that you did in sort of creating that parallel between you meet somebody through the platform of swiping. And then even when you're going out on dates, you're doing the same thing. You know, you're making rapid decisions. Mm. And I would guess that, I mean, isn't attraction sort of like still the thing that that's really driving whether you're going out on the next date and not the stuff that you're talking A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Talking about, about, do you have shared interests? Do you have shared goals? You know, how do you sort of like balance that, that whole attraction aspect with like the whole more, you know, existential portion of it? Right. No, that's a great question because... Yeah, I mean, I think naturally we're human beings and we're going to look at something that's of attraction to us. But I think what's more important is looking at their bio. Hopefully they're telling you what, you know, what they really truly want. And then I always recommend like jumping on a quick like text or even a video call, make sure that they're a real person and see if having a conversation with them for like 10 minutes you still have the want or the need to meet this person. I really don't recommend texting for longer than a day or two. Like get out and meet them. Do a quick meet. doesn't have to be crazy. Like I said, make it an activity where it really takes the pressure off. Do something fun, maybe something you wanted to try. So it's just take that minute for yourself and know, okay, well, this is for me. I'm going to have fun. I'm just going to show up and see what happens. But yeah, it's a... 
it's just a whole different dynamic these days. And I think it's really trying to direct them based on their goals, right? And wh- where to meet them even. Yeah. So you were talking about that at times you have calls when there's a couple that's struggling with just dating each other. And so you kind of are a consultant coach with them as well. I know our listeners out there that you struggle with date night with your partner, especially if you have kids and you're working and you've been married for a while and, oh, we haven't had date night in like three years. What? And we just know that that kind of, when you deprioritize that quality time with your partner, it can really cause a lot of distress and erosion of that quality of intimacy. So how do you share a little bit about your knowledge there? Yeah, it's interesting how this kind of fell into my lap because I just naturally, like I said, I'm not a therapist, but apparently uh, people come to me because they like my advice or I listen or maybe it's all the above. But I started having a few women calling me to say, oh, you know what? My husband, he's dressing like... (laughs) 20 years ago, like help him, you know, make him look more sexy, something. And then, oh yeah, could you tell him to how to date me again? And so I'm like, okay, that, you know, it's, it's such a, an important piece because like you said, you know, you get into this, the rat race of everyday life, the children, the work, and you do kind of women sort of, because they're overstressed, be have less of a sex drive, And all of these issues start to arise. But when you can separate that and maybe rediscover each other, because if it has been three years, I might be wanting something a little bit different, right? Like dating wise, even in the bedroom wise, I might want to do something different because Mm -hmm. this has been the monotony of our last three years. So let's spice it up. So yeah, depending on like the situation or what it is that they're really struggling with, I love to have them, if they've never done this, it's just a fun thing is to find out their love language. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I know it's just, it's really a fun thing because then they can kind of see, okay, well, my wife is acts of service, my husband's words of affirmation. And I kind of give them some tools on what that looks like of how to kind of spice up the date or the bedroom life. And and that kind of is a fun thing for them. So they can start exploring new things together. And that's building that bond, if you will, that relational bond. And um, yeah, it's it's fun. And it sounds like when you're seeing those couples, they are both definitely motivated. It's not just one like dragging the other partner. And it's like, hey, we do really want to create something different, more adventurous, more quality, because we are tired of the monotony. Yeah. I mean, usually it's one person complaining more than the other at first. And then, you know, if it's the wife complaining about, we'll just say that at the moment. And then of course he wants to please his wife. And so, at the, and then he's like, okay, this is fun. Like, you know, sometimes men drag their feet just a little bit because oh, I got to do this or whatever, you know, it's kind of like annoying for them. But then once they've gone through a, a couple exercises or they do something fun, they're like, oh, that was nice. I think it's like out of their comfort zone. I think it's like, there's almost also like a fear of like failure. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men struggle with that. Like when a partner says like, hey, I wanna wanna do something fun. And it's like this pressure of like, well, what if I can't? You know, what if I don't know, you know? What if I do something and you think it stinks? You know, I think think it's hard sometimes for men to take that risk. I agree. Well, and there's also, can I just share something personal with you, EJ? Is sure. that okay? <laughs> Go for it. 
like I know what kind of clothes I love and don't love on you. And so I try to teach, not teach you, because you have your own style and I love it. But uh, there are certain that's, moments. That's only partially true, Celeste. <laughs> but there's times where I'm like, okay, so I know I have to work with you all day and watch you and look at you and I love you. And I know that I hate that t-shirt. And so I'll try to like let you know only because I, I want to be attracted to, I'm always attracted to you, but like there are certain pieces well, around. I can tell the minute I walk out of the bathroom and I'm like in an outfit and there's this like, the eyes go up and down. I'm like, okay, what? Pants, shirt, <laughs> but undershirt, <laughs> shoes, like what? what's up? But here's <laughs> the thing. If, had we not talked about why we do it, I mean, EJ used to feel very criticized and then I would feel bad. So then I wouldn't say anything, but then I would go throughout the day like, oh, I can't believe he's wearing that shirt, like in my mind. And so we now have a healthy understanding for the most part, but it was really hard for EJ to hear what he thought was criticism. And for me, it was just like this irritating, like that belt definitely does not go with those shoes. Mm -hmm. So silly, I know, but it caused a lot of distress. Yeah, that's why people hire me, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <You> <laughs> because do it then I don't get in the middle of you're nagging him and he yeah. doesn't, you know, and then oh, it's a thing, but I, I get it because it's sensitive and you don't want him to feel bad because you want to say something and he, you know, so on and so forth. But, but yeah, I get it. It's, um, you want to be, even though you're attracted to him, but you want to be like, Oh, once in a while, hun, Oh, just, I don't want to have to tell you, I want you to put on something so sexy, whatever that means. Maybe that's a suit. Maybe that's like, yeah. Ooh, let's play a game and let's go out one night. And I want to dress up to the nines. Yes. Take me to dinner. I don't know if that's her thing, but I'm just saying maybe once a month, you just surprise her. You make a reservation. Mm. You put on like a beautiful, like sexy suit that fits well. <laughs> you just tell her, maybe you buy her a dress and say, you know what? Just put this on for tonight. Celeste, you oh, are no, hired. That's, a, that's some great You're advice right there. You're hiring you outside Goodness. of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like a whole like, oh, she's like, what? A little like surprise. It's a little alluring. Well, and research shows that having those new experiences builds those endorphins and feel-good hormones that we have when we first started dating each other and that people stop doing that. And then, right, their brain becomes habituated like, oh, there's my husband, there's my partner, cool. But when you have these new experiences like you're talking about, your brain chemicals actually react very differently. When it breaks you out of like, we had a, a guest, Dr. Santakin on, and he talked about how the brain like basically conserves energy by preserving perceptions of your partner. And, and you basically just kind of keep them in that box and doing things like you're saying, they're just like completely out of the ordinary, like buy her a dress, take her out to a dinner where she doesn't know it's happening, it forces your brain then to reconceptualize the person, mm -hmm. you know, and that there's like real neurochemical reasons to, to do these things. Right. I love that. So I'm going to secretly have this shopping cart <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that I would like. I'd be like, oh, I accidentally sent that to you via text, honey. What is that? <laughs> oh, this is really good though. That's a, That's a nice way to do it, right? Or just be like, you know what, let's just, we're taking a half a day. Mm. We're going to go to the store, have a goal and like go handle it in a couple hours. And So what have you noticed? Because you do all this work, this coaching, your population's fairly diverse. But again, you said a lot of ages between 40 and 65, more of that mid-range. Mm -hmm. But what do you notice? What is the shift that you notice from your coaching? 
I think what I'm noticing after people have experienced a little bit of what I do is they feel more happy about themselves because they're more confident with just wearing the style of clothes that fits their personality, the right clothes, the right colors, just those little things right there, teaching them, you know, body language, what that means in a, in a dating world, just having that their shoulders are more back. They're just more confident in who they are. So when they're out dating, they are just more comfortable in their skin. They're able to be more authentic because nobody wants you to be someone that you're not. Let them, I don't want to say judge, but let them decide whether or not you're for them. And I think the closer you are and the more comfortable you are with who you are, then that's how you're going to find the right person for you. It sounds like you're helping individuals and couples internalize feelings of empowerment, Mm -hmm. to feel good in their body, to feel confident, to have that kind of energy go outwards so that, right, it is the other person to decide, but like, I don't have to conform to who you think I need you to be. Well, and I think when you know what you want, whether you're single or in a relationship, you know, you just have a little more swagger and you have a little more direction and you feel more empowered and you feel more confident. I think when you're in that like place of ambivalence internally about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're trying to attract somebody or you're trying to stay connected with your wife, it's, I don't think it's very appealing. I mean, I think that we've had conversations where you're like, I need you to just be confident. I need you to just, just make the decision, you know, in, in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. but you can't fake that. You know, it sounds like that's one of the things that you help people do, whether it's just through physical appearance Mm -hmm. or through knowing what they want to be confident of who you are and what you want and then go get it. Right. It's giving them the right tools and then they're able to use those tools, even though some of them come back and like, okay, let's, you know, let's do some other work or let's shop my closet again or, you know, something fun like that. But when they leave, they have the right tools to go out and do the things that they want to do successfully. I love that you said that because whether it's individuals or couples coming in for counseling, I feel like people think that they're broken because they don't know how to do this. And we're like, it is skills that we have not learned. Like you said, did our parents teach us about dating? No. They're like, don't get pregnant. Don't get an STD and try to be safe, whatever that is. And so we have to like help people understand it is tools and skills that we learn and we practice over and over. And that is okay. We are not born with this insight into how to date and how to have a healthy body image. And so the tools, if people are open to it, is it's normal. We normalize that. Like we have to like, you know, there's many times we're in session and we're coaching people around how to have softer communication. And I'm like, okay, you guys repeat after me. They're like, no, because it's coming out of your mouth. And I'm like, yes, but we're practicing this because it's a skill and it's a tool. Mm -hmm. And if you don't practice it, you're never going to refine it to what your partner needs it to be. And so although it's clunky at first, and I'm sure for you coaching, like it can feel clunky at first for the individual, but then it starts to feel more natural because it's a skill that you're practicing. And now it's a part of you and it feels really good. Yeah. So don't be afraid of tools and skills, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So Celeste, will you tell us a little bit about your podcast? It's called the Down and Dirty Podcast. Tell us about like who you have on, what your solo episodes are like. Thanks. Um, You know, I started this back, it's been a little over a year, a year and I don't know, four months, something like that. And really I, I began the podcast because I really just wanted to 
have a platform that was really not judgmental mm-hmm. that people could come on or they could you know submit questions about you know sex or weird dates or things that maybe they're just unsure of and I have so many different guests. I've had a porn star. I had a top urologist. I have sexologists. I have relationship coaches. I have therapists, all different people that have to do with anything in the dating relational world. And so I really love it. Some of the solos I've done, you know, I I like to sprinkle in my own life because right, how are people going to connect with me? And You know, I've had bits and pieces of my life that I share, stuff with trust, things that I'm dealing with, my past. I was a former stripper, if you will, or exotic dancer, whatever they say, through college. And so some of the things that shaped my life, I share because I think it's important for people to know, like, who am I and what kind of advice am I giving? Yeah, I listened to a, a few episodes and I thought like, I mean, certainly there's content that's directed towards dating, mm-hmm. but I thought there was a lot of really good, like there's a doctor that you recently interviewed and it was, it was about, who's a sexologist, I think. And, uh, really good information for couples as well. I mean, it, it feels like both sets of people could get a lot of valuable stuff from your podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. It's been fun. It's been really educational for me as well. I know we we love having our guest speakers on and meeting new people. And I also love that you're taking your own experience and being honest and vulnerable and genuine. That is how our podcast has grown because we just share our shit show, <laughs> which is why yeah. we opened up our couples counseling center and started a podcast and people are like, oh my gosh, therapist and you guys can't get it right and don't get it right. And thank you. Like it's so normalizing. Like we're humans and we're imperfect, but we had made the decision to stick it out no matter what. I love that. And now we're helping just in the way you are and just kind of a different way, but it's all about empowerment and having a healthy sense of self for you individually so you can get the person that you deserve to be with. I love that. So thank you for your work. Thank you. So how about for the person who just, you know, listened to this and is like, wow, I just really want to connect with Celeste. Like, this seems like something that, that could be useful in my life. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, totally. Um, you can visit my website. It's CelesteMoore.com, C-E-L-E-S-T-E-M-O-O-R-E.com. Uh, you can find all my latest podcasts on there. You can book a free call just to see if we're a good fit for each other. Instagram is at Image. LinkedIn, Celeste Moore. So, you know, just there's different platforms to uh, reach out to me and I'm down to answer any questions. So thanks. Yeah. And I will uh, drop that into the show notes for uh, for this episode. I'll, I'll put all of that information in so people can get your podcast, they can get your social media, and they can uh, reach out directly to you through your website as well. I thought you were going to say, and I'll reach out to you too, Celeste, for some image <laughs> consulting. <laughs> I thought I had an image consultant. But, but no, I don't want to be in the middle anymore. All right. We got Celeste now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, for coming on and being a part of the show. It was fun to meet you and uh, and you had some really like valuable information. So I hope our listeners got something out of it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Oh, so happy to have you. And as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. You deserve amazingness. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Singing on the train, me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Me and you, we are the same.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.